to Into the Abyss with Peggy Gypsy. Unfortunately, this is a pre-recorded episode as I will be out of town when this air doing some fun, fun activities. Um, today's guest, I'm super excited. You know, he is one of the best in this business. You know, he has taught me so much. I have learned so much from this person and about his investigative skills. But first, let me just give a quick shout out to my sponsors, Crescent City Conjure. Their Facebook is Crescent City Conjure, website crescentcityconjure.us, and they are located at 2402 Royal Street in New Orleans, Louisiana. If you're in New Orleans, make sure to check them out. They are amazing in that store. Also, one of my sponsors is Colorado Paratech. Their Facebook is Colorado Paratech, and they're the creator of the Ghost Light. Now, let's go back to my amazing guest for tonight. I mean, I am so excited that he took time from his busy schedule, and he is one, he is the only second person that I've always, you know, said that he is a jack of all trade. You know, he is an author, paranormal investigator, medium, songwriter, I mean, he does everything, and um, I'm super excited to have him. It is Sean Austin. Hi, Sean. What's up? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Peggy? Pretty, pretty good. I'm excited to have you on the show. Yes, excited to be here. I know, I know. I'm, you know, I was just saying how um, I've learned so much from you, not only how to do EVP your way, which is for me, it has become like the right way. I get more results when I do what you taught me. 
and also just you know by investigating with you and watching you how you conduct yourself when you investigate you are so respectful of the spirits the location the history and i think that's pretty amazing how you investigate yeah no i appreciate that i mean you know i take it on with a stride with a genuine heart and intent willingness and to help any soul and uh, appreciative that any of these souls will show us any sort of evidence that we can experience and learn from in the process so it's kind of a you know give to receive type of deal in the spiritual realm now for those people who may not know you but i feel like everybody knows you because you've been around for a long time and you're just kind of you know you're doing everything and you're very well respected can you just let the listeners know like how did you get started what was your first experience and such yeah, absolutely. Um, well, this is uh, a decade now I've been involved in the paranormal field. Um, and uh, how I actually got into the paranormal, I'd always watched documentaries on hauntings and ghosts. I loved the stories of people. I mean, I grew up loving horror movies um, as a child. And, um, you know, once I had this buddy of mine I was working with, he's a big, huge skeptic. I had never thought about actually going and investigating myself, but in the process of trying to prove to a friend who's a big, huge skeptic, <laughs> I, t- I, t- I took him to a local cemetery that has a lore of three women in white that would chase you out, and I wanted to go there and mm-hmm. you know see if something would happen to prove to him that ghosts are real. And what, oh what, what ended up happening is that I ended up having my first experience, my first disembodied voice of a little girl in front of a little girl's grave. I'd asked her, Jenny, if she was here, and I'd ask these questions, and my buddy's laughing the entire time, and, and not until the next night when I – it was a phone that I recorded audio with. It was right before smartphones came. It was a flip phone. Okay. And I oh, wow. Me- <laughs> that is a while ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I just remember that defining moment listening to that – little girl's voice respond back to me just pure body chills and i was just like you have to be kidding me it was just it was frightening it was freaky but uh, i mean it was also exciting exhilarating yeah. and uh and you know it just uh confirmed a lot of things for me um there was the evps that we got throughout that night i listened back for more recordings and hearing someone respond in spanish and saying muerto which means death and all sorts of you know strange things. I'm like, wow, this is just crazy. And I, I found another buddy of mine that was um, kind of interested to go out and and do this and see if we can get some evidence. And we started to go out into cemeteries to, you know, increase the potential of experience um, that we could actually retain while investigating. And we'd think of specific questions to get specific answers. And we would think to think of things like, um, you know, what was the month of the birth of your birthday? And we would get. October 10th or what year did you die 1952 or what president was in office Kennedy Carter and all these like interesting things and then two weeks actually after I went to that first cemetery um, I was in my old apartment and I saw a shadow of a little girl in the corner of my bed and it was already light out so I saw the shadow when it was light out in the corner oh my of gosh. and I just screamed out I'm like whoa and I put my <laughs> up, and I, I probably sound like a freaking dying seal but you know it disappeared before my eyes and it's um for me things just happen pretty quickly um when it comes to what i didn't realize at the time but i was going through a spiritual awakening because i was so accepting of my experiences and the things that were happening to me i was uh what i believe now um without a shadow of doubt that i was attracting 
more experiences through the spiritual awakening and through gauging and involving myself and and really um, focusing on that realm and and knowing that it's around you at all times. And the spiritual abilities that were dormant within me, um, which I believe that were there the entire time, started to come to the forefront and show itself. Um, But, you know, during that first, you know, first stages of being an investigator i didn't know what was going on i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know the right things and i think it's a learning experience for all of us when we first get ourselves involved and we can be ignorant make bad choices but you know i'm just glad that whatever i went through it helped me to mold of you know who i am as a spiritual person and you know my faith is stronger than ever today and you know even i was oppressed by an evil spirit and through that experience, I know that God let me go through it for a reason, so I have a deeper understanding of what people go through um, when it comes to the delicate attacks um, that evil spirits can do to you. It's not the physical um, things thrown around and getting scratched. It's the psychological attacks that these things can do to you that um, it's so important for people to be aware of that um, layer of investigating uh, because, you know, you have to be objective about your emotions. Be very careful because, mm-hmm. you know, there's things that can influence you from the shadows and try to push you to the edge to hurt yourself and others. And that's why I always tell people to read up, um, you know, if you're thinking about investigating or being a part of the field, it's just really good to read up on books yeah. that can help you formulate, um, you know, all the different scenarios that can take place um, and, you know, against you or for you and how to protect yourself. And obviously for me, um, in general, obviously, is um, having a strong faith foundation because you can't go up against evil spirits with your fists or weapons and stuff like that yeah. from a physical weapon, but it's it's a spiritual weapon, and that one thing is, is God, and that's what I use um, when I um, investigate and try to help people's souls, and I use that in my everyday life um, in order to keep myself safe. Now, when when were you, when did that happen to you? When were you oppressed? Like, how long ago was that? Uh, it was around 2012, so that was uh, seven years ago. Wow. Yeah. And how long did it take you to realize, like, hey, something is wrong. This is not me. I'm being influenced. Um, it took a, it was about two weeks of the most painful experience that I've ever gone through in my life. And it's it's I can comfortably say it was the most painful because I was literally waking up like five o'clock in the morning and feeling like I was being stabbed all around my stomach and feeling like I was watching my family being burnt alive and just feeling like I don't even know. It was so psychologically painful that I mean, dude, I was I was going off to a cemetery and sitting there by myself in the dark. And I I was just sitting there recording audio and I could just these EVPs were saying hail to this demon and hail to that demon. I was going into a trance, and um, I could smell rotting flesh. I mean, now, were these... you also having visions while all this is happening? I had all sorts of visions um, that were starting to take place around this time because this is when I came back from Bobby Mackey's the first time I ever went there, okay. and I was you know, convinced to play the Ouija board at the time and thinking, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and yeah. thinking. Uh, some sort of situation that you know I was just there was so much happening at that time of being investigating the first time I ever traveled out of state mm-hmm. to investigate and you know but now looking back I'm glad it happened to me because again I was able to learn from it and there's there's people out there that don't um, they're not able to learn through those yeah. problems bad things happen to them but yeah I mean I'll tell you mention a little thing that happened mm-hmm. um, we had actually uh, we had headed out to this place. The first time I left the state, 
um, to investigate somewhere, we were going to Prospect Place, which is in Ohio. And um, I'll never forget the night before we got there in the hotel room, I had this dream of um, the Pope at the time, who's actually re- resigned, mm-hmm. which is no one really knows why that Pope resigned, um, especially with all the scandals that's going on these days with the church, which is unfortunate. Uh, makes you wonder. But um, I remember seeing this Pope on a float, like it was there was a parade going on, and uh, he was on his fo- the, the uh, float, and he was waving back and you know to the left and to the right of the street but there were no people around anywhere and all of a sudden this man's next to me goes sean i look to the right and there was a man in normal priest's clothing and he goes sean you know that's not the real pope right i'm like really he's like no he's like take a look over there and then i saw this huge stone statue of satan um and it formed into this huge huge evil black horse with red eyes and smoke coming out of its nostrils and stood up on its um hind legs and just you know made a horse noise and then you know ran off and i woke up the next morning i told everybody about the dream like that's pretty messed up and uh, when we went to the place um to investigate there was this demon's name that was coming through constantly and um you know the guy was asking people if they knew um you know who this demon was because we kept on getting it yeah um, you know, all of a sudden we found out it's this demon that usually comes in the form of a black horse. So wow. that was me having some sort of premonition and introduction of what we were dealing with on the property. And that is where I ended up playing with the Ouija board. But then we ended up going to Bobby Mackey's after that. And it was yeah. kind of a shitstorm that actually created itself around me. Oh, and by, yeah. by the time I, I came home, um, it was like within like a week of coming back from Bobby Mackey's little strange things were happening. I remember sitting um, by my computer and just feeling burning on the top of my feet and looking down and I had three claw marks on the top of my right foot and they were bleeding and then the left foot on on the top of my foot was just bleeding. No scratch marks, just bleeding. And I remember sister looking at me and she's like, you know, Sean, what the frick do you have? What the hell is that, the stigmata? I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. And then I go, you know, the next day it's raining out and I get back in my, I go to my car, run to my car to get inside. And then I go to turn on the car and realize that somebody wrote the letters JS in my car from inside the car on the windshield, right on the driver's side, right in front of my site. And I'm just like, who the heck is that? And just another one of those things where I was looking back and thinking, you know, Bobby Mackey's and, and knowing Johanna was known to follow young men home, and nobody knows who Johanna's last name is, so I don't know if those are her initials, but yeah. I'm connecting to with that. Um, but um, yeah, after that was when the oppression started to happen, and um, you know, and uh, once I recognized what to do, because let me tell you, I, I felt like I had to drink beer just to make pain subside. Yeah, because it was so bad. I was I was driving my car and I had to pull over because I feel like I couldn't breathe. It's so bad. Um, but um, once I recognized and I was looking up about, you know, grounding and, and psychic protection and I just yeah. never remember doing it. I was like, I didn't know what to do. I could never, I would never want to kill myself. But like, you know, I was just sitting there thinking like, I don't even know if I can do of how long this this is actually yeah, going like, to last. How long is this going to last? Like, geez. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that some people would might not be able to handle what I'm dealing with right now. It's mm-hmm. really bad. And um I just remember looking up this this exercise that I did of, you know, having your feet as roots going deep in the ground. You imagine them as roots going deep yeah. in the ground. 
you imagine this white light all around your body and um you know i do this exercise of inhaling through the nose of white light positivity imagine it as white light positivity and exhaling um the negativity as black smoke as if you were imagining it was black smoke and doing this three times and saying i am you know i am grounded i am of this earth and i'm surrounded what by the white light of jesus christ and uh, right after i did that i felt about 75 percent better i i saw this red glowing ball fly right through my window and i said mother effer i was Mm -hmm. like you know they got me and within two days i felt back to normal like as if nothing happened to me wow so that was like uh you know it is a it's a terrible experience but you know from that experience you've learned so much and you've come so far in how to protect yourself and how to you know properly go out there and do investigations because i feel like now everybody wants to be you know, a medium, a psychic, paranormal investigators, and, you know, people are going out there and not protecting themselves, and they're just kind of, they're just like walking targets. That's how I see it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I was, I didn't know what I was doing, too, and there were were hiccups along the way for me, too, but it has led me here, and I know that every little bump in the road, God knows that we're going to go through. It's how we cope with it and how we turning something negative into something positive and and for me with being involved in the paranormal field it's it's helping others with those experiences because i have a deeper understanding of what people can go through do go through and will go through when when people involve themselves in the field or invite things into their um their lives um you know spiritually and malevolent forces and all sorts of things so um you just gotta you know give out for to the world and bring light to where it doesn't reach um, with every aspect. It doesn't have to be spiritual. It's just in general. And for people like myself, um, you know, obviously, you know, that's what we got to do. We got to bring light um, and share that light with um, everyone who doesn't know about it um, so they can progress for themselves and their souls ultimately. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Now, would you cons- now I want to know what was the best location thus far that you investigated that you left and you were like, wow, I got so much activity. I mean, of course, I know I've investigated with you and I know you're, you know, at the beginning when we first met, you used to say, oh, Peggy likes bubblegum investigations, you know. <laughs> uh. Now I've got, you know, now I've actually crossed over to the other side. So, you know, not to the extent of what you do, but, you know, I'm more open to things now. And so what was the location that you were like, you know what, this is my top location. I love this location. I I don't know. I actually don't know. There's a lot of places that I really like, like that are just really active and really crazy that are just so fascinating. And just like Letchworth Village. I mean, there's this place. It was featured on Ghost Adventures. And, uh, you know, when I started investigating, it was the closest only thing that was like abandoned that was oh, haunted, yeah. that has all these stories attached to it. And I just remember going there, and I've, I'd been there so many times, dozens of times, and I've had so many experiences there. That place mm-hmm. is so haunted. Um, you know, it, it's, I mean, it's it's really fascinating, and it's really sad for all the suffering, you know, the patients that were mistreated and, um, you know, and all the deaths that took place there. Um, that place really fascinates me. There's just a bunch of places. I mean, Letchworth Village, I mean, Bobby Mackey's, uh, this place in Indiana, Revenant Acres, I, I couldn't believe what happened to us. Um, you know. What happened to tell? Um, well, 
I had gone there with Dave Spinks and David Weatherly. I think you just had Dave Spinks on one yeah, of your... Yeah, he was on the show. So these guys told me about this place in Indiana that's really, really messed up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sounds like a party. So, <laughs> of course, you would say uh, that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this place has a video on YouTube of some guy um, allegedly being possessed by the spirit of the house. Oh. Uh, and then you can see in the video, and they showed it to me, and this guy's eyes are dilated, and he's drooling, and his arm is contorting, and he's speaking what? to this other gentleman that's in the house, and uh, he's saying, I am seven, in this creepy voice, and he's like, you're nothing, oh, wow. something like something like that. And I was like, that looked legit. And when he spoke, it sounded like it was the layered voice. And, okay. like, you know, you see some vo- you see videos today, and people fake so much stuff. Oh, yeah, and there's I, so much fake I, stuff. And- yeah, oh, I looked at I looked at that and I was just like, this looks pretty legit. I mean, it was definitely, you know, wow, this place could be really legit. And we went there and, um, you know, we started to investigate. And I remember um, Dave handed me the spirit box and these nasty comments were coming through. And all of a sudden, like half of my body just felt like pins and needles were occurring. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm like, this thing's trying to get inside me. Oh, I, no. Yeah. I've never felt like something that strong trying to literally it was like really intense so I'm like everyone I'm like everyone stop what they're doing like I am putting holy water on right now this is no joke knowing that this person was possessed and another person was in the house I don't know what this thing's capable of so feeling how much energy this thing had to to make me feel those um, the characteristics of the the feelings that were going on in my physical Mm -hmm. body I was like no and I went to the kitchen in the, fir- the first floor of the house, and I remember putting holy water on my forehead, and Dave and David started to put holy water on their heads. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm looking in my peripheral vision. There's this little, small little room that was dark that's right outside the kitchen that goes into the corner. And I'll tell you, I mean, you've seen the movie The Exorcist, right? Yeah, yeah. You know that, like, scary face that shows up with the white face with the black eyes? Oh, and the mess- my gosh, no. Well, I, I, sh- I shit you not. Like, that's literally what I saw in the in the room. It was staring at us, and I just yelled out, I'm like, what the – you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, what, what? I'm like, dude, I just <laughs> saw this creepy-ass white face, black eyes, and messed up teeth watching us from the, the corner of the room. And then Dave starts taking the holy water and throwing around the room. Yeah. You know, Jesus Christ, back off. And all of a sudden, this, like, weird shit smell started coming out of nowhere, like, rotting, you know, putrid smell. Yeah. And, oh. um, you know, he's going around the house, and I remember the ovulus spitting out, like, you know, devil, minion, holy. What and then, the? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, he finished throwing holy water on the first floor, and we're like, okay, that was kind of crazy. And Dave didn't realize that his um, EVP recorder was um, actually turned on in his pocket while this was all happening. And he went to listen back on the recording while he's throwing the holy water around. You can hear this voice go, you better pray. It burns. Just like, and we were just like, you got to I love the voices you make, by the way. (laughs) Because you have like a voice for like every scary thing you have a voice for. (laughs) (laughs) So, um. We took a little break um, with that, and then we ended up um, we ended up going upstairs at some point. And once again, I was holding the spirit box, and this this putrid shit smell started coming out of nowhere. Now, mind you, I had gotten this like clairvoyant vision of what this thing looked like, and there was it was like a demonic face. It looked like a boar. 
They look like a wow. boar with red eyes and tusks. And um, and all, I just felt this pins and needles on half of my body again. I'm just like, this thing is trying to possess. I'm said in the name of Jesus Christ, I, I revoke your permission. Back off. Yeah. And say that. And like, I, I swear to you, like it, it felt as if out of nowhere, as if a truck hit the house and the whole house shook. Wow. And we like turned off all of our equipment and we just looked at each other. And then we just started to hear these like footsteps coming up the stairs to us. And we're looking at each other like, well, are you kidding me right now? And all of a sudden you just start hearing this like chitter chatter whispering. Oh my God. I am so scared right now. <laughs> I'm sitting home alone. Oh. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to kill you. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, we literally were like, I've never like actually just ended up leaving an investigation like that. And neither had the guys like, yeah. We're like we're just poking this thing like yeah. i mean this thing obviously was showing how powerful it was and it was like what's the next thing that's going to happen one of us is going to get possessed oh yeah definitely that's what would have happened if you guys would have remained there yeah so i mean we you know packed up our stuff and left but you know and you know that thing was following me around for a while i was doing investigations when i came home and it was saying i am seven yeah. uh, and things like that um referring to what that man said uh, when he was possessed, I am seven. Um, and other people have gone investigated there too um, and experienced the same thing. Um, it's it's creepy, fascinating all at once. I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up back at that place at some point for some reason or not. <laughs> I, I think you will. Because knowing how you are, I think you will go back to that place. Yeah, probably so. Ugh. Now, has there been a lo- you don't have to say the name of the location, but has there been a location that had, you know, that people would tell you, oh, it's haunted and this happened and that happened. And when you get there, nothing happened. I don't or think that's if ha- nothing happened, maybe it wasn't as much as activity or like, has there been a look? You don't have to say the name of the location because I don't want to put I anybody. I don't think that's ever really happened to me. Um, I've stayed in a bunch of hotel rooms by myself in places that have like interesting history that I've, I, I seem to always have interesting experiences wherever I go. And I wouldn't want to judge a place to actually go. And if some place they told me was really active and I go there and, and I'm, you know, I'm dancing around with like the Teletubbies, um, you know, that's, that happens. I mean, that's something that I've, I, I know that happens when it comes to, you know, activity. I mean, I know that I've been in places many times that have been a crazy activity. And then another night you go in there and you and hear crickets. Nothing. Yeah. There's Not- crickets. Nothing, nothing going on. Um, and I actually have an interpretation of what that means is like, I do believe that the moon phases have something to do with the paranormal activity, um, with water being a conduit to paranormal energy. Most of the, most of the planet is water and what the moon does to the tides around the world. It would make sense that, um, why one day it's really active and mm-hmm. one day it's not i think that's a big factor there might be probably other factors as well but i do think that is part of it um but um someone like me um being sensitive and i usually have things happen um overall i mean i many quiet nights that i have when i go investigate places. we just went to this place last weekend a white hill mansion in new jersey and the place was it was great it was really fascinating really interesting oh yeah 
um, I would definitely recommend checking that place out. It was a huge, it was a bordello. Um, it was a speakeasy. And then there's a bar in the basement. They, 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 the public would be there and mob ties and, wow. and there was, uh, slavery and underground railroad, I believe there's, I mean, the place was used for so many different things and each room has its own characteristics of, uh, energies that's going on. Um, and we were having some really interesting stuff go on, go on there. Um, but, um, you know, you, any place that's really active, you can go in there one night, nothing happens, and next, and it's like a Hollywood movie. I mean, it, it can happen at a drop of a dime. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah it can, because sometimes you're investigating, and you're like, you know what? I've been here for hours, and eh, nothing's really happening. And then all of a sudden, it's like a switch went off, and you're like, whoa, what is going on? You know, stuff starts to happen. Now, I did see this weekend that you had a pretty exciting weekend. You saw Annabelle and all the other items as well. Yeah, yeah, we had some guys in town uh, as part of a little team that I put together. Um, that you know, we all just got together. Actually, mm-hmm. um, we uh, we uh, actually linked up and we hit up that place, Whitehall Mansion, on Friday. Yeah. And um, on Saturday, we hit up a bunch of um, classic places because these guys have never seen um, Connecticut. And, um, okay. you know, places that are all tied to the Warrens, you know, Ed Warren's favorite cemetery, Union Cemetery, um, where he caught the lady in white in, on video, which he wrote a whole book about, mm-hmm. um, and where Ed Warren was, was buried. And, yeah, we were lucky enough to get a tour um, with the son-in-law, Tony, um, gave us a little tour on Sunday of the museum, which is, I mean, I've only been there one other time, all the way back in when I started in 2000. Yeah or 12 um and um you know i just i have such appreciation and respect to the pioneers of the paranormal field and the warrens are right there at the core um and uh, i wish i could have met ed i was able to meet um lorraine once um that uh, year but um i'm so appreciative to be around all these people that have been around in the beginning you know like ralph sarchi who i've learned a lot from and um you know, John Zaffis, all, all these people have such a plethora of knowledge and yeah. they were around when not many people were interested in this stuff. I mean, you, it, that's when you knew it was true passion. These days, yes. the paranormal is part of the entertainment business, so it's all about being on TV and it's less oh, about yeah. search and less about the passion. Um, it it, it, it some, somehow just falls there, you know, in the middle. And, you know, that's where you get a lot of ignorance and stupid choices and people doing drama that it's oh. more... <laughs> It's yeah, more it's a lot of drama. It's more about like a uh, competing acting job in Hollywood than it is about. Yeah, it is. It is like, oh, hey, look, I got this. I got this. I got that. It is. It reminds me of the years that I lived out in L.A. when I was in my 20s. That's what the yeah. paranormal is starting to remind me. Like you will go to a casting call and everybody's trying to go after the same thing. And it's just it's terrible (laughs) like it becomes really bad but then you have awesome people like you're you know i have a lot of people in my life that are really awesome investigators and mediums and you just kind of have to stick together the way i see it yeah i mean that's what it's all about it's all about synergy we should all be helping each other to progress and and research and and help the field and help others in the process but i mean you know you have the human condition and there's jealousy and all this stuff that happens but you know in the end i mean for quite a few years i mean i would do a lot of things even just by myself i didn't care because i just wanted to be doing it i wanted to be involved with it i want to learn from it so i mean you know i wish there was more of that um but there are good people out there that are doing great things and we just got to keep doing what we're we're good at doing and just 
push, push, push and, and help as many people as we can in the process. Yeah. And anybody who knows you, you know, in person or through social media, they can see that, you know, you are passionate about what you do and you do it for the knowledge. You do it to help the spirits if you can help them. Like you have you have a mission and you have a cause. Like that's how I see you, how you investigate. And it's pretty cool. I mean, I you know, a lot of people think very highly of you and you know. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Just about I mean, I just do what I believe is right and the and, and the good approach um when it comes to involving with cases or, you know, investigating and um I do believe a lot of things happen because of that reciprocation, that that attitude, that genuine attitude um and respect. Um, which you send out into the universe, you will receive. Yep, law of attraction. <laughs> yes. Right. Now, I know you wrote a book. Now, for those people who haven't read your book, can you kind of just tell them what your book is about? Yes. Um, uh, the book is called Shadow Chaser. You can get it off um, Amazon and also on my website if you want a signed copy only people that live in the U.S., SeanDAustin.com. Um, so the book is really about my first handful of years in the paranormal and the places that I've been and some of the crazy experiences that I went through that has kind of um, molded me into what I am today. Um, and um, Actually, I ended up calling the book uh, Shadow Chaser for a good friend of mine, Judy, who has abilities, who I befriended years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a psychic friend who has abilities she trusts, and, and she showed this woman a picture of me and said, what are your psychic impressions on Sean? And she said that he's a shadow chaser. And she's like, well, what do you mean? She said that he is meant to take shadows and send them back to where they belong. And I thought that was pretty interesting for someone to do nothing about me. Wow. And that's what the book that. So. I think I'm losing you for a second. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, now I can hear you. Oh. Wow, that is, wow, that's a, it's pretty amazing. Now, are yeah. you writing another book? I am working on a second book, yes. I've been a little busy, but I am working on it piece by piece. I never thought for a moment I would be a published author, and um, I'll be excited to get another book out because there's a bunch more crazy stories that I want to get down on paper, and I want to share those experiences and, and make a difference with them. Now, can you tell us a little bit about the new book, like a little story about it? I mean, you don't have to give us the whole book, but just like a little teaser. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you about this really unsettling tragic story that i'm writing about um this girl who messed around with witchcraft who was pregnant um at the time um she actually messed around with witchcraft before she was pregnant but um she became pregnant with her second child the activity started to really get crazy and she had found me online for from certain reasons at the time and um asking for help and it was right before i started working with ralph and ended up doing the demon files and the the destination america and um you know all this crazy stuff was happening and it was like i had this was territory that i have not dealt with before i mean this girl was speaking um you know english backwards um on the phone and, and in latin i couldn't even understand what she was saying and i would um I would, uh, you know, record the audio and um, I would, uh, you know, try to decipher what it was saying. Yeah. I realized that I'd, I'd start putting some of the things that she was saying in reverse and she was speaking English and backwards and talking about exorcisms. Um, and uh, all this crazy stuff would happen. 
um, it's just one of those defining moments for me in my faith too. I tell this story. I've told the story a bunch of them when I do on my Periscope, but uh, yeah. you know, it's like this one moment where she was talking in a low tone voice, nasty towards me, and um, like she's mine, and I was just like um, saying a prayer. You know, no, she's not. You know, I started praying, yeah. and I had a I had a cross that was like six inches tall, and um, she could not see me on a phone. It's a normal phone call, and as yeah, soon as not I, video or anything like that. I put the cross right up to the phone, and as soon as the cross touched the phone, <laughs> hissed at me. And uh, wow. it's just one of those moments, just like, wow, it's like, you know, bringing your faith to an unchartable level when you witness something like that. I mean, seeing something of, you know, evil descent mm-hmm. and re- reacting negatively to something of religious significance, um, it's pretty mind blowing. And uh, that's uh, just one of those examples of why I hold my faith so close to myself oh, because yeah. of all, all these experiences that have, has protected me and witnessing experiences like that. Um, and this this girl went through a lot of stuff. I mean, she was carving upside down crosses on her pregnant belly. Oh, she was gosh. going into a trance and writing symbols um, on her mirror. Um, there was a there was a symbol that showed up on her pregnant belly that we found out. Oh. I believe that the occult symbol meant um, some sort of infertility. Um, and then uh, I've had so many things happen. I remember I had, so I had I had this vision where she was up against a wall and her eyes were just glowing different colors. And um, all of a sudden, um, uh, something. I knew something was to the right of me and it was biting on my ear and then it whispered in my ear some strange name um, and it was like E-S-T-H-A-R-T-E I believe um, I had to look it up because I'd heard of it before and it's some sort of demonic goddess associating with fertility oh wow and for you know it's just another example like I couldn't even have known that name i mean it's such a strange name i didn't know anything about that and to know that it's associated with fertility and what this girl was dealing with yeah. i mean um I, so much stuff happened with this girl and it doesn't it's not something that ends you know yeah uh, don't tell it, us how it ends because i want people to you know what i mean you don't tell me everything <laughs> yeah because i want people to like go out and you know get the book and see how you know yeah. that, her journey like how you know, was it a good ending, bad ending, you know? And it's just real life, things that do happen. Yeah, that's what I think it's important about getting it, the story out there because whatever happened to this girl, it's terrible. And it's just to show an example of, like, what can happen if you mess around with witchcraft and the repercussions that can happen to you, not just today, but years down the line when you may be having a child or maybe when you're happiest in your life. And then this thing has the invitation to come into your life when you're most happy to make it miserable and make you suffer in any possible way that you can. And is it really worth it to mess around with that stuff? That'll be up to the individual. Yeah, that's... Oh, I, I know you've told me that story personally. That's what I'm like, no, don't keep on. Because, you know, I want people to go ahead and get your book when you finish publishing it. Now, yeah, that, what are you... That, what events... That's the crazy. That's, one, that's yeah. one of the crazy stories. That's probably the craziest story that's going to be in the book because it's, you know, I it's it's literally like movie... Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> it is definitely, definitely. I can definitely see this on uh, the screen. That's a prediction. Uh, <laughs> this, yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, like I said, it's important to get those um, these stories out there. 
Um, yeah, because so these are everyday people that things are happening to, you know? Yeah, I could actually let you hear, actually. I have my old phone here. Oh, right you next do? Can you play it so people can hear yeah. it? So this is after I put what she was saying backwards, and you can hear her say, it's an exorcism. Oh. After I put it in reverse. Yeah. Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll heck. play it one more time. Do that. Play it again. I mean, it's after what I, I me putting it in reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that to me is just mind blowing. It's something that I never even thought was possible. You read about it, you um, you hear about stuff like that. Um, it's just really, really. <laughs> that's that's you know I've never heard it you because you've never had you know what I mean I've never heard the actual clip for that and that is terrifying. That gave me chills. Yeah, um, this is actually her speaking backwards too, and this is in reverse, mind you. This is not her speaking normal. I had to yeah. put this audio in reverse, and you hear her say, "He saw the baby in a dream," and that's all backwards. <gasps> wow. You hear that? Oh my god. I'll play it one more time. Play it one more time. That's yeah, that's backwards. Wow. Yeah. So I'm speechless yeah. right now. Wow. That is spooky. Yeah. I mean you can't explain that because she was literally speaking English backwards. <laughs> it's just like wow. wow. Um but yeah, it's it's going to be a really crazy story to, to read about. It's uh, it's going to be crazy. I, I cannot wait for the book, and I can see this on the big screen. I could see this as a Hollywood film. Because yeah, I know the story. <laughs> you know, we're not gonna, you're not going to say the whole story, but I know the story, and it is truly terrifying. Hmm. Absolutely. Um. But uh, yeah. You were talking about events really quickly. Yeah, um, what are your upcoming events? What are you doing? I have some event in Pennsylvania. Um, I actually forget where it's at. I think it's in Williamsport, Pennsylvania in October, but I'll post it on my social media. Okay. And also um, I'm doing the uh, Gettysburg, Gettys, um, Battle, ugh, Gettysburg Battle Bash the end of uh, July um, right in Gettysburg, and you can look it up, the Gettysburg battle bash which is a really all you know the proceeds go for um veterans and stuff like that so it's a nice good cause um so those are the two events i have lined up right now and i have a lot of other projects i'm working on (laughs) um that i'll be excited to let people know about as soon as it's done well hopefully Um, you'll say it first here with me on my show (laughs) there you go Whenever you want to announce any upcoming events or anything big that is going on, you know. Yeah, and um, I'm definitely planning to release some new singles of my music um, as well, um, probably over the, you know, this coming up summer. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I mean, I feel like everybody follows you and, like, follows your Periscope and they know you have this amazing voice and it's, geez, you're just talented. You're just such a talented person. And I think it's because you are... You have such a beautiful soul that you're just a blessing. Now, for... Yeah, you are. It's like, you know, 
you are a good, an amazing paranormal investigator. It's like there's things like Lynn and I are like, oh, remember when Sean did this? You know, like we catch ourselves saying like, oh, we should do this this way. And we should do things that way. Because, you know, we've learned from you from investigating with you. And, you know, it's amazing. It's, you know, and now, you know, your music. Come on. You have a wonderful voice. Now, will you be able to sing a song for my listeners? Yeah, yeah if you'd really like me to. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, they would love to hear you sing. Yeah, well, I can do that. Okay. What song are you going to sing? Yay! Um, I'll sing my song. Um, uh, I'll do uh, "Deeper Than Skin," which is off my last EP. E- um, I'm gonna say EVP. <laughs> oh, because uh, we're talking about EVPs. <laughs> yeah, um, it's my last EP. It's called Shapeshifter. You can get it off iTunes. There's a handful of songs and acoustic versions of the songs. Um, I wrote this song. Um, it's called "Deeper Than Skin." It's about us. Um, it's about having spiritual connections with, uh, you know, uh, a person. Um, that's just kind of like unsaid that people go through, which I think a lot of people do and maybe not realize. Um, but let me just tune this really quick. guitars up all the different temperatures and crap like that it's such a oh, delicate yeah. today was a beautiful day yeah it was here too
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That was amazing. You are the best. Uh, oh, wow. That was... I wasn't expecting it. Like, you know, because you were like, oh, I want to hear, hear you play. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. But, um, okay, so we're about to end the show. What words of wisdom do you have for people who are out there are investigators, you know, paranormal investigators? What advice would you give them? Um, yeah, I mean, as I was saying before, read books that can help you to become more informed and knowledgeable and aware of the different types of things that can go on, these scenarios, the worst case scenarios, it's better to be um, knowledgeable about than to be experiencing things and not know what's happening to you. So the chaotic, um, paranormal, spiritual turmoil that we can experience being involved in the field won't be what it could be, um, the impact of the uh, enduring of the malevolent forces that can happen to people, the psychological, the emotional, spiritual attacks that can take place. So I would read books on people um, that would help you become more knowledgeable and and have a strong faith foundation. If you take that, we, we, have, we take risks as investigators going to places. So you have to be prepared for those risks if you choose to, um, you know, get yourself involved. Wow, that was great. Now, Sean, I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being my guest today. And I can't wait to have you on again when we are live and people are able to interact with you and ask you questions, which I know the people who are listening now probably have so many questions and are kind of like, oh, I wish this was a live episode. But I promise I will have him back on and you guys will be able to interact with him. Sean, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely, anytime. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye, Sean. Bye-bye. Now, guys, that was, an, that was amazing. I am glad that I had Sean on and that he was able to come and, you know, just talk to us and educate us and let us know everything that he has been through in his journey into, you know, this world of paranormal. Um, what's going on with me? Let's see. Let's see. A lot of stuff is going on with me. As most of you know, I am the co-owner of Mysterious Journeys with Lynn Chekai. She is uh she is in the show within these walls on VD Space. So you guys make sure you follow Lynn Chekai. Make sure you catch her show within these walls. It is on Amazon Prime as well as Roku and as well as on Vidi Space. Uh yeah, upcoming events that we have May 3rd we have a, an event at the Hinsdale House. So if you guys are, you know, anywhere near, if you want to make a trip, there's a lot of camping nearby Hinsdale House. There's hotels. It's affordable. Make sure that, you know, you give us a call or follow us on social media, Mysterious Journeys on Facebook. Send us a message. We'll kind of help you, let you know what accommodations are available. That, again, is May 3rd at the Hinsdale House. May 5th, we have a Cinco de Mayo tour at the Statler here in Buffalo, New York, which we love the Statler. It's going to be a great event, and we are so excited to be able to, you know, work with them and be able to do tours at that location. Uh, My next guest is going to be on April 20th. And his name is Patrick McQuarrie, and he is from the TV show The Haunted Side. 
Uh, it's going to be really fun because I kind of found him. I've been watching him on social media. I've been intrigued by his posts on Instagram and his clips that he puts on. And I watch his videos on YouTube. So I am very excited that he's going to be on the show. And I cannot wait to see, you know, how he got started into this journey. And, you know, it's always fun to, you know, to talk to the guests and see, you know, everyone's experience, like their first experience, how they started into the paranormal. And, yeah, I, I, I've, I'm learning a lot. A lot of people that I've interviewed, people that I don't know or people who are my friends. And it's just kind of interesting to see their point of view of how they see the paranormal because we all join for many different reasons we all investigate for different reasons and we also have you know different ways to investigate so it's kind of interesting for everyone to have a platform on this show and talk about you know talk about themselves talk about their experiences and it's exciting so guys again i do apologize that this is a pre-recorded show i am out of town doing amazing things so if you guys follow me on social media you will be able to see where i'm at when this shows airs <laughs> uh yeah so everybody have a wonderful night and you know just be kind to one another don't you know don't listen to the naysayers and the people who tell you you can't do it or the people who are jealous of you know that you can do it wake up every day with your goal in your head and execute 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 you can do whatever you want. You just have to put your mind to it. Dreams do come true. Trust me, they do. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Into the Abyss with Peggy Gypsy. And I'll talk to you next time. Have a wonderful night.